Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 3. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris. I play Iolana Makani, the Air Genasi Mystic, and you can find me at Killer on Twitter. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darwin Grimm, the Human Monk, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Nate on Twitter. Hi, I'm Shannon. I play Aranis Gray, also known as Gray the Great to my fans, and the Bard of the Bard's Rebellion. I am a half-elf bard, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Shannon on Twitter. And you can find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Like the doors to the other rooms downstairs, these doors are not locked. It is not meant to hold anyone in or keep anyone out. And emerging from the well of departure, the world reveals itself to be even more alien. Pools and rivers of water move through the air with their own currents. There is no real shoreline to speak of as most of the ocean now branches into the sky. Terencia, the glamour island, drifts near the docks on a surging column of water. The Driftwood House has been heavily reinforced with stone additions, including a tower nearly 100 feet in diameter and 50 feet tall. The sea has lost all of its sense of comfort and ease and has been replaced with quiet and anxiety. Seeing the world as it is now, what do you do? I would suggest starting at the Driftwood House. Mm-hmm. But that's a humble suggestion. Um, if somebody starts walking in a direction, Arnis is just going to follow. The second we get out into this insanity, Yolana's going to run up to the like first bit of running water that's floating in the air and start like poking at it and experimenting with it. Like <laughs> trying to further understand this weird ass shit. Maybe even like pull out a torch and stick it in the fire at wa- water at one point to see if it still works like water should with fire. Like, totally mm-hmm. fascinated by this. You stick your hand in, and it's like putting your hand in a stream. It feels wet. It moves like water normally moves, just not where it normally moves. Putting a torch in, it's quickly extinguished. There's you see the water turn cloudy with the smoke before it just releases it into the air. That's so cool. You kind of hear her like just like fascinated by it's it's just it's water in the air. And how does that work? (laughs) And Vale's kind of like standing awkwardly by her, like realizing this this not young but naive guild member is clearly a danger to herself in this moment um, (laughs) and ready to defend her because this is Vale's lot in life right now. Okay. Anybody else leading at this point? I mean, Darwin had the idea to go to the Driftwood house, so we can certainly do that if nobody else has any bright ideas. I mean, it's that or we would recognize the island, right? Yeah, you recognize the island. The rest of Capris is still here. There are some 
changes, some additions that have happened. Like there's a few new homes. There have been repairs. There have been upgrades. There have been updates. But the town is still very familiar. Not everybody has withered away. Not everybody was subject to the withering. But the streets remain quiet for now. Yeah, Arnis isn't going to offer any suggestions. He um, he is not well at the sight of all of this. Mm-hmm. All right, well, then let's follow Darwin. I don't know that Darwin is necessarily pushing into the drifted house without any. Because if we've been locked up, going to the place with the people who might have locked us up may not be the smartest plan. Mm-hmm. I see what you're getting at. I see what you're I'm getting at. I'm waiting for some affirmation from the smarter people, but you know, they're being <laughs> quiet, so... Like, is Darwin voicing these reservations? No, he, he like, put the idea out there and no one said anything. So now he's like, well, maybe that's not that smart. He's certainly not taking the lead. And kind of as Darwin kind of puts this out there again and everyone's awkwardly waiting and Iolana's finished with her experiment with the floating water, uh, she kind of shakes herself out of it and says, why would we go there? If they took my dad there, that would be the first place I would want to look. Fair point. Uh, but we'll stop herself and say, but we do, we do know that there's some weird security on that island. So for us to even get on the island and be able to search, we're going to need a plan. I bet. <gasps> right, because I can't fight that security. You can't, but you oh, could probably. Right. Veil, let me fill you in. <laughs> something. And I recount the whole thing with like. Yeah, Brumble's Mantle, God of Plants. I can't hurt plants now. I had to make a deal. Mm-hmm. Or we would have died. <laughs> no. Yeah. Again. <laughs> but you can play music. Only if it doesn't harm the plants. Which it wouldn't. But, and it's Iolana who says this, don't you have a standing invitation to come back to the island? Don't you have a patron? <sighs> Yeah, I do. Fuck. All right, let's go. Before you take off, Vale's going to step in and say, let me just understand. The plan is we're going to go to the island because this guy wants you to play music for him. And then what? asking the group because pointing out the fact that the entire plan is let's just get on the island and yet we all know that there's a security issue we're gonna have to search to find the flute and we are gonna have to most likely encounter very likely encounter and or do something about mr sengal at the very least well i mean there's no way to know really where anything is gonna be on the island so like i mean we know some of the layout of like the castle area, but we don't really know anything about anything else. So there's not a good way to make a solid plan until we're like there and can like see the pieces on the chessboard. Cool. If I can't even see the board, I can't, I can't make a plan. Now I'm not particularly crafty. If I was Mr. Sangal, I would keep the thing on me. Mm, that leads to reason. Vale would say, but I don't know what she's likely to do. There are more powerful forces than her on that island. So she might leave it with, uh, who is that lady? Which one? The goddess of the... Oh. Whatever. Of fiends? Of the fiends, yeah. Agnitai? Yeah, who's actually the one that uh, moves the island around. She, she pilots it, yeah. 
Yeah, that's pretty freaky. Um, so I mean, there's no way to say it's smart enough to just start by finding Mistress Sangal. And I will guarantee you that wherever Kiri that wherever Akiri is, I'm sorry, wherever Akiri is, she is. Can I ask out of character questions? Yeah, of course. I just need some refreshers on that goddess. Mm-hmm. You know the one the one that we went through the painting to talk to? Agnitai. Agnitai. Yeah. Which sounds like what did she want again? Like what did we not do for her? She wanted to be helped. She wanted to be like freed, basically. Yeah. She made a very uh, she unknowingly made a very bad deal with Levesque, placing her in his service. But that doesn't really lessen her power, it just lessens what she can do to him. Darwin is going to humbly suggest that we find Agnitai again, and maybe this time give her what she wants. Are you making a deal with her? No. No, just literally let her unleash. It might give us the distraction we need. It might give us the time we need. We might be able to make a deal with her. There's no there's no real deal being struck here. She just wanted to be freed. But we might be able to make why a deal. I feel like that was an innately bad thing, though, and that was why we didn't do it. Because then they attacked us, and yeah, it did seem like an innately bad thing. But with this current <laughs> context, it seems like a useful thing. I maybe. still feel like we're we're rose colored glass in this, people. I feel like there's some there was something really bad about the deal she was striking us, and I don't think it was just as simple as set me free. No, you're probably right. I don't. I don't remember. Hey, you can negotiate new terms. That was then. This is now. Yeah, we can negotiate new terms. Besides, when have we ever made a a deal with a god that's gone wrong? Exactly. (laughs) Have you looked around? (sighs) In any case, I think we got to start by getting on that island. Mm -hmm. I agree with you there. Which brings a very interesting question. How? The island itself is on a surging column of water, but the rest of the ocean is not exactly where it used to be. As I mentioned, it is branching... Through the sky. So is it like, is the island like up in the air now on this thing of water? The water that it's on is still connected to the ground. Okay. But imagine you're looking into an ocean and the water's not there. Except for under one island where there's just this huge like force of water holding it up off the ground. Oh, okay. It's like when when you look at the docks there in Capris, it's just empty. Okay. There's no current. There's no tide like coming in or out. There's no waves on the ground. There's water in the air. Every once in a while, like it's down closer towards the ground and everything. But the ocean, as you knew it, has certainly changed its shape. Well, there's only one of us here that has the potential of flight. How high up is the column of air? You mean the column of water? Oh, wait. Can't we just look up or try and find a. Like envoy of the glamour and tell them to get word to your patron that you want to come and play for him because you're back. Try and do it the easy way. Sure. Hmm. I don't know where to go for that. Maybe the Driftwood House, actually. Would make sense. Ah, uh, Darwin was right. <laughs> I need to see which members of the glamour were here on on land when last we saw. I mean, there was a Kiri. There was. Mavic and everybody's favorite Gimbal Ningle. Yes. Oh, Gimbal Ningle. And Gimble-ningle. Princess Colette was on land as well. Real question is I mean, if we could just find 
him and his wizard lady here, that would make life so much easier. It would be easy, wouldn't it? Oh, Gimble Ningle was a gnome. Gnomes are definitely in that withering category. Yeah. And Princess Colette was already changing as well. Mavic was a Goliath, though, so he mm-hmm. should be fine. Wingwin, on the other hand, silver dragon. No bueno. Half silver dragon. Mm. So, yes, there certainly were members of the Glamour here on land when last you left. The island is still right there. So if you want to go searching for any of them, by all means, let's do this. Hey, let's, uh, let's do it. We're going searching for Glamour members. Where are we starting this search? Driftwood House sounds like the most logical place. I was right. Yep. Okay. As you enter into the Driftwood House, you are first met by two new faces. The first, Jefferson Steely, an Earth Genasi. He has earthen brown skin with fissures of blue cracks. He is tall. He is very bulky, but it doesn't look like muscle. It's just mass. The second is Serena Arcadian. She's a Goliath. Very gray skin, short hair, half shaved, super buff, just tattoos all over her arms and chest, couple on her face. And as you enter, she doesn't even put a hand up. She just stares at you and says, Hmm, you're back then. What are you doing in here? I'm, uh, I'm looking for Akiri or someone who might know where he is. Well, we were told if you ever came out of the well to take you to Elizabeth right away. I'm sure she could answer questions for you. You know, if she's feeling like it. I don't want to, I don't want to see Elizabeth. I, seriously, that woman. I mean, I'm not your messenger. I'm not your uh, information kiosk here. Oh, fine. Fuck it. Let's go. (laughs) Jesus. It's not going to end well. I don't say that out loud for the record. (laughs) This is not going to end well. Everything else is out loud. Anybody else have reservations about doing this? That they're going to enact. No. Let's go talk to Ezzy. Okay. In which case then, yeah, Serena will definitely escort you in and through. Serena escorts you into the throne room, or what was once the throne room. The back wall has been removed, and that's where the tower now sits. And within the Driftwood House, Elizabeth has assumed command of the city. The advanced stages of the withering prevent her from doing much on her own, let alone transforming into her humanoid form. Still, her authority is obeyed, absolutely. With Churlet gone, she is deputized a cadre of forces unaffected by the withering to enact her orders and see that the rule of the crown is upheld, such as Serena. This scale force, as she calls them, acts with unwavering loyalty, bringing stability and... On occasion, a sense of fear to the remaining population. As you look at Serena and as you saw on Jefferson, they each wear a badge somewhere on their person of a black scale on a gray background. And entering into what was once the throne room and is now Elizabeth's chamber, you see a... You th- I mean, oh, gosh. You've all seen Elizabeth in her dragon form. Except for Vale, actually. 
Vale never saw it all the way, but almost all of those black scales have been turned to bone. The wings only have streaks of blackness inside, but her eyes are still very much alive. And she moves rigidly, as you can hear, like bone scales scraping on bone scale. And she turns and just stares down at the group of you. Good work, Serena. Well then, after all this time, you've decided to come back. And you've brought your friend with you. Must have been a happy reunion. Sure. We all sang Kumbaya for hours. (laughs) So what can you tell me of the other side? Uh, I'm sorry, what? What can you tell me? Of what's on the other side of the portal. I... Why? Information, knowledge, power. Seems like you've got about all the power you need. I'm simply here to keep order in this city while we still can. But if you have information, if you have knowledge of what's on the other side, could prove helpful in this current situation. Nothing through that portal is helping anybody. Trust me. (laughs) It's quite a shame. I suppose you're here for a reason, other than Serena escorted you here. You hardly... You've hardly shown a history of cooperation. We're looking for Ikiri. And why should I tell you where he is? I I don't know. (laughs) He speaks up at this and says, because we asked... It's not quite a good enough reason. You come here with nothing for me and expect answers. It'd be different if you had information to exchange, but you're not giving anything. You're not getting anything. Um, to be fair, I didn't realize this was a hostage exchange. I didn't even know you were in here until Serena over here was like, oh, you need to go see Elizabeth. And we were like, uh, okay. So I'm not really sure what you're expecting of us, given we didn't even know we were having this meeting until we got in the room. Well, considering you've been somewhere that other people haven't been, I was honestly hoping for, you know, new information. Something that could be helpful in this current situation that last I checked, you caused. But if you're not here to help solve that problem, I've certainly have no reason to help you. So solving that problem is a process. Uh, Step Mm -hmm. one to working on solving that problem was getting our friend back. Check that off the list because, you know, we did that. That's fine. Step two is we need to find a (laughs) Kiri. What does he have? A friend. More friends. Yes, unlike you, there are people that actually like us. <laughs> At this point, Vale just very nonchalantly says to Arnis, well, she did have a friend, but uh, last time I saw him, he was kind of desperate. Oh, yeah, he's like super dead. He doesn't like being dead either, just in case you're wondering. And Iolana in very just fascinated. Yeah, it was fascinating watching him rip apart like that. Yeah. Tragic, really. Hmm. Can't believe we're taunting a dragon. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I know. I'm going to throw that out there. Hmm. But you know what? Fuck it. 
<laughs> yes, I know Churlet has died, but if you've seen him, that means you've been to Coram's realm. <laughs> Which means you definitely know something. You've been there and you've been back. If you know how to bring people back from Coram's realm, then the withering is far less a danger than I had imagined. Oh, oh, no, 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 you, you misunderstand. We can bring living people back, people with a body. The people in Coram's realm don't have bodies. Oh, no. First, Aranus, please roll some deception as yeah. Cade, like, ahem, ahems yes, in your Yes, yes, I know, I know. Oh, for fuck's sake! We get another one? Yes. <laughs> God, what? <laughs> Damn it, my bonus is plus nine. Ugh. Okay, that's three ones in a row. I don't, I think we're done rolling tonight. <sighs> you can just assume that whatever we have to roll, we're going to fail. <laughs> this is so true. This is what's happening right now. Mm. Oh. oh, oh, this is. <sighs> How do we do this? How do we do this? Who's the one who screws this? I mean, the die, Arnis's dice me. roll screws it up, but. <sighs> oh, God. Esbeth just sees right through you. I think that's what it has to be. She just, she has spent a lot of time getting information and getting information from people, getting information out of people. And as she's physically advanced through the stages of the withering, that has just left her so, so aware of everything in her presence. And she's just like, mm. she knows you're keeping something from her. She knows that like, Death doesn't have to be final, despite what Coram has proclaimed. Like, you have found something. You've got information. You've got a method. You've. I don't think she knows about Cade yet, but she definitely knows that you're keeping something from her. And there's this slight nod from her. And Serena comes up behind Arnis and just grabs both of his arms and just pulls him behind. <sighs> Oh, Arnis, I've <laughs> can't say that I've missed you, but I've certainly missed this. It's been a long time since I've been able to interrogate anyone. How far is Vale from Arnis? I wouldn't say more than 10 feet. You all came in here together, escorted by Serena. The tower behind, the tower where Esbeth is, is certainly very large, but the front half of this room is still mostly the same. So you couldn't have gotten too far away. I'm gonna make my way over to the asshole who just grabbed Arnis mm -hmm. and attempt to do a similar move to her, except mine is gonna end with a hidden blade at her neck, but not killing her. So literally, it's just coming up, putting my body to their back and my arm around their neck. Okay. You have to reach up a little bit. Serena's definitely taller than you. Let's see. Uh, let's roll some stealth. Yeah, roll stealth. Don't roll a one. Please don't roll a one. We can't have four of them in a row, right? Well, he didn't immediately start swearing, so I'm going to assume <laughs> it's not a one. It's an 18 total. Okay. It's still a low Oh, wait, roll. no, it's not. That's a 10. That's a 25 total. Reliable talent. <laughs> then yes, you're able to swiftly get behind Serena and get a blade to her throat. 
I think with one arm, you certainly aren't holding her in place, but the blade is there. Do you say anything? No, I just kill her. I, well, I mean, you're not going to kill her, but you can certainly no, attack her. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. This gets us killed. Sorry. No, I thought this was more of a, you know. I thought it was an intimidation. Don't hurt my friend thing. or I'll hurt your employee. But no, this I is, coming, no, I'm going to shank someone. Coming from where, where Vale just came from, we don't check with words. We're, we're done. This kid's dead. Well, we'll find out. It went from talking to intimidation to now you're dead. All right. Roll your attack with advantage. Serena assumes a sense of safety in Elizabeth's presence, and apparently no. Give me one second. It's been a while since I've rolled with the hidden blade. Okay. The attack rolls a 29. That's going to hit. Cool. I believe, based on my understanding of my assassination ability, that's going to be a crit. Yeah, that says if the first attack in combat hits, it counts as a crit, or if they're, or if you have stealth, it's a crit. What is it exactly? Uh, in addition, any hit you score against a creature that is surprised is a hit. So yeah, I think she's surprised. Yeah. Uh, yes, because I think this is going to be fun. Why not? Okay, I'm just figuring out the damage then on that. It's going to be twelve d six plus two d four. It's a lot of dice. <laughs> Holy God. Wow. What's it like being a rogue? Huh. Dicey. <laughs> that was so bad. And so good. Just enough to kill the time. Right? Chris does maths. Is it enough to kill the Goliath? We don't know. It's 47 damage. Jesus, it's not going to be enough. But Jesus, that's a lot of damage. It would be nice if it was enough just because that would be badass. Okay. Okay. So Vale stabs into Serena's neck, not having any of this whole hostage situation thing going on. There's no touching Aranis. There's There's no threats here. There's simply action. She releases Arnis and grabs onto her throat as blood is pouring out. And with one hand, she presses into her neck to stifle the bleeding. And with the other, she pulls out just this solid metal bar, maybe three feet long. There's no blade on it. There's no weight on it. It's just a baton. Everybody roll initiative. Hey, I didn't crit fail. I mean, it's not a good roll, but not a one. Chris, you said 47 damage, right? Mm-hmm. That hurt. That hurt a lot. Step. Step. <laughs> okay. Darvin. 17. Arnis. 10. Vale. 7. Iolana. 15. All right. Darvin. Yes. You saw this conversation go from bad to worse to stab. You saw Vale come up behind Serena, stab her in the neck. She is bleeding a lot, but she still has some fight in her. Elizabeth is furious at this attack, but you are the first to go. What do you want to do? I'm close to Vale and Serena, right? Absolutely. I guess I'm attacking Serena. <sighs> it's nice knowing her. Well, we'll find out. Go ahead. 
That seems like the thing to do. Hmm. Ah, not with that roll. I rolled a 11. 11 total? Yeah. That's not going to hit. Okay, second attack. Ready? Mm-hmm. That's a 16. That's still not quite enough. Wow, She's okay. keeping you at bay. Okay, the punch. Are we ready? Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's even less good. 13? No. Ooh, that's it. Darwin comes rushing in. What weapon are you using? Uh, the first two were leg sword. The last okay. one's a fist. Do you even bother taking the ghostly leg off? No, not not right now. Okay. As you're trying to hit her with your leg sword, she's moving that baton, and she thinks it's going to hit flesh, but then it's just tink, tink, and she's caught off guard. She definitely didn't know that about you before, but she sees it now, and she's better understanding of what she's dealing with. Damn it, I lost my edge. After Darwin, we have Elizabeth. Yeah, just with, with so much like anger and just, it's like you're insulting her. Like, this was supposed to be a simple question and answer scenario. You give up the good information. Maybe she tells you something. Maybe she lets you live. Who knows? But now this is just an attack. Now you've come in here and you've started some shit. So she's going to let out a roar. You don't see her jaw move all that much just because the withering, like the bone that's there prevents her from opening her mouth too wide. But you hear this roar come out and she uses her frightful presence. So all four of you make a wisdom saving throw. Are her guards going to have to make that save too? Uh, no. It's of the dragon's choice. So it's just the four of you. Ooh, woof. Okay. Iolana. Mm, I rolled the gentleman's two. <laughs> vale? Oh, wait, no. Flip that. I'm sorry. Vale rolled a two. Iolana rolled a 21. Ooh. 21 for Iolana, two for Vale. Aranus. 13. Darvin. 19. Okay. So Darvin and Iolana are not affected, but Vale and Aranus, you are now frightened of Ezebeth for the next minute. At the end of each of your turns, you can repeat the saving throw. But until then, you are frightened of Ezebeth. What does this mean? That means you have disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while Ezebeth is within line of sight. And you can't willingly move closer to her either. Okay. That's what she's going to do. Which brings us to Serena. She snuck in there right ahead of Iolana. Serena is no fool. She is going to swing this baton at Vale a couple of times. So first attack. A 12 versus AC. Gonna miss. <laughs> Second attack. A 14 versus AC. Gonna miss. It's a lot of blood. It's a lot of blood that she's losing right now. Uh, it's slowing her down, and Vale's able to move out of the way. Iolana. Okay. So, so far, the only persons that we've interacted with in this combat is the one that Vale stabbed and the dragon, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, how big is the space we're in? The space is very big. When you first entered the room, it's about 20, 30 feet wide. Ceiling's 10, 15 feet tall. I can't remember exactly, but higher ceilings than a normal room. But then the back half of this room is that huge 100-foot diameter column, that tower. Got it, okay. Which is where Elizabeth is staying. That's like her chambers now. She can't change back, so she had a space built around her. And then that is 
50 feet up. Okay. And how far is Isabeth from us at this point? I'm going to say about 45 feet away. Cool. Totally within range of what I'm about to do. Okay. Yolana takes a moment, centers herself and her thoughts, and focuses, like, laser focuses her eyes, right, like, on Isabeth's torso, like, the center of her chest. Mm-hmm. And as she does that, she makes, like, the, the fingers you make when you're pantomiming falling rain in front of her. And as she does that, a gentle little snowfall begins to fall. And then it continues to get bigger and bigger until a torrential, like, horrible snowstorm is about Isabeth. <laughs> and I'm going to be using my Mastery of Ice Frozen Rain ability. What? The way this okay. works, five side points. As an action, I choose a point I can see within 120 feet of me. The mm-hmm. air in a 20-foot radius sphere centered on that point suddenly becomes deathly cold and saturated with moisture. Each creature in the area must make a con save. On a failed save, the target takes 6d6 cold damage. Its speed is reduced to zero. On a successful, it takes half. Okay. Con save it is. She's, she's got all right con. Oh, oh yeah. She's got very all right con. Ugh. But you know, if I could roll above a five tonight, maybe that would matter. Does a 13 save? Does not. Okay. So go ahead and roll your damage. So it's going to be 66. It's a 21 cold damage. Speed zero. <laughs> and as an action, a target that has its speed reduced can end the effect early if it succeeds on a strength check with a DC equal to the save's DC. Okay. Is there anything else, Iolana? I think that's it. It's concentration, so I'm assuming that... Mm, no, I think it's just the concentration for the... I think it's just for maintaining the like area of effect. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the thing that is immobilizing her? Mm-hmm. 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 All right. In which case, then, Aranis. Vale has just pulled this Goliath woman off of you and stabbed her in the neck. Darwin is attempting to fight back. Ilana is freezing a dragon. What do you want to do? Oh, wait, can I use my bonus action? I'm sorry. To do what? You're no, you're you're fine. I'm sorry. I just remember that it's very important for for Yolanda <laughs> to be using her bonus actions to summon my psionic blades. Oh, oh. Yes, you can use your bonus action to summon your blades. Cool. Nice. So, Yolanda now has uh, what are they blue? You said before? Yes. They're scintillating blue energy. Scintillating blue blades sticking out of her hands. Now then, Arnis, what would you like to do? Okay, first, remind me the conditions of my fear. You have disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls, and you cannot willingly move closer to her. And then you can make the save again at the end of your turn. Cool. So I could cast Vicious Mockery mm-hmm. on Ezabeth. You sure could. Yeah, as long as you have a mock to tell me. Oh no. I wonder to take her big dragon butt and leave us the hell alone <laughs> okay i don't really have anything particularly like witty to say i just want her to go the fuck away all right it's a wisdom saving throw right yes god no that's a fail that's a two on the die uh where's my d30s <laughs> party car okay she takes six damage Mm-hmm. And has disadvantage on her next attack, and I get to attempt to save. Mm-hmm. Nope. What do you got? 
It's a wisdom save, right? Mm-hmm. That's an 11. That's that's a no. Yeah. Nope. You're still afraid. Yep. But I can viciously mock, so I'm okay. Mm-hmm. You trash talk all you want. Veil. Serena did not go down, but she is severely wounded. What would you like to do? Well, somebody use a bonus action to summon my soul blade. Uh, shadow blade, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So from the smoky gem in my chest, a just burst of shadow comes out, sweeps down my torso to my arm, and now I'm holding a like shadow rapier. And I'm going to use it to strike at, uh, at the woman I stabbed in the neck. Mm-hmm. That's Serena. Go for it. Oh, Vale, if you are still frightened, you have disadvantage on this attack. Okay. 20 to hit. I rolled a 15 and a 10. Okay. Yes, 20 will hit. Cool. And Darwin's right there, so I'm going to get my sure is. attack. Plus the damage for the blade, which is 2d8 psychic damage. 41 damage. 41. Jeez. Yep, that hurt a lot. You stab her low in the torso and the shadow blade pierces her. She cries out in pain. Looks like she's about to move her hand from her neck to her side, but thinks better of it. Wants to hold that blood in. And she just looks at you with so much anger. So, so much anger. Anything else, Vale? No, that's all I got. Okay. You can make another save against the fear. Wisdom save. Got it. It's a 16. That'll save. Yay! So you're no longer afraid of Elizabeth, which is wonderful news. Darvin. Yes. Things are happening here. Fight's going on. What do you want to do? Serena's still up, right? Yeah, she's still up. Then attacking Serena. Okay. The leg sword first. Ready? Mm-hmm. That's a 15. It's not going to hit. Can I hit her for some reason? Second attack. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a little better. That's a... Carry the two. <laughs> 23. Yeah, so 23 is going to hit. Okay. That will deal 15 damage. Mm. She tries to move her arm to block your leg sword, but you cut right into her. Cannot block the leg sword. <laughs> it's not like blocking a normal kick. It's weird. It's coming at her. It looks different. It looks wrong. It's too sorted. Bah. Would you like to keep attacking? Ease with a punch. Just one punch, or you keep pointing up for two? Mm, not yet. Okay. Just one. Yeah, I rolled a 12. That's not going to hit. That's it. Okay. She's able to keep Darwin somewhat at bay, but still taking damage. Elizabeth's turn, and y'all are nowhere near frightened enough of her. So yeah, you're going to see her pull her head back. And take a deep breath and unleash a wave of acid at the entire group. Everybody make a dexterity saving throw. I have disadvantage, right? Yes. This does include Serena as well. Because acid breath is is not kind like that. Okay. Darvin. 15. Aranus. 12. Vale. 26. Iolana. Eight. Ooh. Serena rolled a 22, but other than Vale, everybody else did not succeed. This is a dexterity saving throw for damage, so if you have any monkey, roguey, cool things, please let me know. Uh, Vale will take no damage. And I have my evasion, so I'll only take half. Okay. 
even if I fail. I got nothing. All right. And Diana will still take all of it. Well, join the club, kids. So am I. Everybody who's taking full damage is taking 45 acid. Holy shit. Half is 22. The healer's almost dead. How are people feeling? Hurt. Oh, yeah. Definitely hurt. I have 18 hit points left. Damn. I was at full health before that. Wow. Well, you know, dragons are no joke. As this acid breath washes over the entire group, Vale nimbly dodges out of the way. Serena, unfortunately, though, has no such luck. Even as she tries to run and dodge, there's just too much. And Elizabeth's acid breath overtakes her. And Serena is just slain right there in front of you. Her metal baton hits the ground with a clang. And Elizabeth looks at the rest of you who are still alive and still standing. <sighs> Look what you've made me do. Harsh, Ezzy, you killed your girl. <laughs> it would not have been necessary if you could have just played along. Well, you're the one that did it. You can just add her to the list of lives you're responsible for. I didn't do shit to her. <laughs> Iolana, what would you like to do? See how this works. We're going to go full hammer of inquisition. Um, wait, now, before we do that, I'm going to use my bonus action. Mm -hmm. Bump up my health just a little here. Uh, use my frozen sanctuary ability. So I'm going to use three side points. And just like I stand super still and then like poof, there's a layer of ice just like covering my body. And I get 20 temporary hit points. 20? Yep. Wow. It's pretty good. Yeah, it helps. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's not quite healing, but it'll help some of the hurt. Yep. All right. With my other four side points, I'm going to go full hammer of inquisition on her. Okay. She's within range because she's within 60 feet of me, so she needs to make mm -hmm. an int save. On a fail, she's going to take 4d10 psychic damage mm -hmm. and will suffer disadvantage on her next wisdom save. I hear you. Intelligence saving throw. What's the DC on that? 16. Okay. And she has disadvantage on that, right? From what? From her, from her mock? It's attack rolls. Oh, That's okay. attack rolls, not saves. But even if she did... She would still be able to use her legendary resistance to, uh, <laughs> after failing a saving throw, choose to succeed instead. Fucking dragons. Fucking dragons. But she did have to use that, even without the disadvantage. What happens on a save? Mm. Is there half damage or is this? Takes half damage. Okay. So I just got to roll the. It's, uh, 18 damage. Ooh. Okay. So it takes nine. And as this psychic hammer hits her, you see a little bit of the bone from the withering crack on the side of her head. But she shakes it off. Anything else, Yolanda? Uh, that is, that's, that's my turn. Okay. Aranus. Uh, anyone else feeling almost dead right now? Not as dead as you. I've got 28 and 20 temps on Yolanda and Vale is fine. I'm at 51. Seriously? I guess I'm squishy. Well, Darwin's got the monk thing for taking half damage, so. You guys going to judge me if I just heal myself? Of course no, not. Go for it. Keep the healer up. Okay. I guess that's what I'm going to do. God, it feels so selfish. I'm not usually the one that needs healing. Okay. I'm going to cast Cure Wounds at level three on myself. Okay. Just still not going to be enough. 
but... How much health are you getting back? 24. Nice. Very nice. And as you cast Cure Wounds and heal yourself, you see some of those acid burns from Ezabeth's breath vanish as your skin feels rejuvenated. But some of them you see just turn to the bone plating of the withering on yourself. Something which Ezabeth definitely takes note of. Um, as a bonus action, I would like to give Bardic Inspiration to Veil. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to try to save and not be scared anymore. Okay, sounds good. Oh, that might actually do it. 20. A, a dirty 20. Not That'll a. That'll definitely good. do it. Yay! No scare no more! And now she's going to scare us all again. No, no. Um, once you succeed, you can't fall victim to it again for another 24 hours. Oh, that's handy. You overcame your fear once. It's not going to happen again from the same source. Besides, otherwise, she could just fear lock people. That'd be dumb. All right. Vale, what would you like to do? What's the distance between us and uh, Elizabeth again? About 45 feet. Okay. And how large is Elizabeth? Very. How much space does she take up? Of that 100-foot diameter tower, she takes 40 to 50 feet of that space up. She's very big. If she were standing straight up, it would be less space, but she's kind of in a standing position, like all four limbs down on the ground, it wings back. Okay. I'm going to get really crazy here, but I got a couple of questions before I do it. All right? Uh-huh. So I have an ability as a uh, shadow sorcerer called Eyes of the Dark. And at third level in the class, I can use two sorcery points to cast darkness, which I can see through, mm-hmm. which other creatures can't because darkness is magical darkness and you can't see through it unless you have an ability to see through magical darkness or see past it. Right, so right. thought is to throw this darkness somewhere on Ezebeth where I could use it as a place to attack from and not be seen, but also in a way where you would still, their companions would still be able to attack Ezebeth. Does that make sense? How big is this darkness that you can cast? I'm looking for the actual darkness spell I haven't turned to. Okay. That's going to be a pretty key factor there. It's a 15-foot radius sphere. Okay. So I should be able to hit like just like a flank of so, Azabeth. Like, are, yeah. Are you thinking, do you want to put this on her side and attack from darkness there? Or are you thinking you want to wrap this around her head? No, I'm thinking definitely what I'd like to do is use it as, you know, as for lack of a better way of stating it, supernatural cover. So I'm hiding in the darkness. She can't find me. I would get my stealth bonuses because I'm hidden mm. in darkness. Well, I mean... I think I'm assuming she won't be able to see me. Right, right, right. I'm not saying she's going to see through the darkness, but like if someone puts a little ball of darkness on her side and then she feels a stabbing sensation from there, like yeah, she won't see physically where you're at, but it's like, oh, Vale is somewhere in that ball of darkness. Uh, will that work for being stealth? Yeah, I think so. Because she can't see when the attack's coming. She only knows like it's generally there and as long as that darkness is next to her, she's not going to be able to tell when or if an attack is going to happen in there. Cool. So that is the plan. I'm going to burn this two sorcery points. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm going to burn a third one. Oh, let me double check. Sorry, I'm still learning all of the things. And I don't know if darkness, I believe it's a full action. But I can use a sorcery point to cast it as a bonus action. Mm. Make sure that's right. Well, you do still have to get to her. Well, darkness is at range. I meant you physically. Yeah, I can cast the darkness as a bonus action, use my move to get there. Oh, how far did you say she was away? 45 feet. Oh, yeah. So I won't be able to... Okay. 
Yeah, that's that's the part I was getting at. Especially if you wanted to put it on her side and not right in front of her face. Like right in front of where she's standing, I mean. It's a full action. Okay. Crap. Because right now... Um, I mean, mechanically speaking, you could move, dash, and cast and be in there then yeah. next turn. But it's up to you. It's just, yeah, I just don't like the idea of not attacking this turn, but I don't see the value in only doing two d8s of damage right now. Mm -hmm. Because that's the maximum I can do. So, yeah, I'm going to use, I'll save the one sorcery point then, and I'll use two, cast my fancy darkness on her right flank, and then I'll use my move and dash to get into that darkness. Sounds good. Because rogues get to dash as a bonus action, right? Yes. Cool. So Veil has moved into position. Darvin, East. we are back to you at the top of the round. Okay, so Elizabeth is 45 feet away? Yeah, 45. Then I can get to her. Gosh, you can't. How fast are you now? 50. Yeah, then by all means, run up to the dragon. In that case, attacking Elizabeth after moving toward her with leg sword. Okay, do you want to go towards the side where Vale is with the darkness, or do you want to go to Elizabeth's other side, the left side? The darkness side. Okay, now okay. if you're in the darkness, you can't attack her without disadvantage. You don't have to go into the darkness itself. You could, like, stop at her But just be leg. on the darkness side, right? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to know, like, which side of her you were on. That's what I'll do. I won't actually okay. go into the darkness. That's fine. Ready? Yep. Okay. Leg sword is a 25. Oh, yeah, that's going to hit. I don't even need to look at this AC. That's going to hit. Nice. 10 damage. Mm-hmm. Did not get good damage there. Second leg sword is less good. That's a 13. That's not going to hit. Leg sword clangs off of a bone, a bone plating. I'm going to flurry. Okay. First unarmed is a 27. Jeez, Darvin. Yeah, that'll hit. Which will deal seven damage. Mm-hmm. And last unarmed, also a 27. All right, let's have it. And that will do six damage. I rolled minimum. But you run in there, you get a good leg stab, a couple of good punches. You feel them connect through the bone and through the scale. And it is Ezabeth's turn now. First thing she has to do is see if this breath weapon recharges. Who wants it to be a yes? I don't not think me. any of us want that. Okay, well, it did not recharge. Yay! I was going to say, I will probably die if it does. Well, now that the party's not all in one big clump, maybe it won't hit everybody at once. But that's neither here nor there, because it didn't recharge. Chris, you'll want to put some frozen thing on Elizabeth. What did that do to her again? I'm pretty sure we didn't roll con when you attacked to see if I maintained my concentration, but I'm pretty sure that is no longer active, because that concentration hit would have been huge. Oh, that's right, because of the acid. Con of damage on that. Okay, so yeah, the con save would have been... Significant. 22? Could you even roll a 22? Is it the full number, or is it 10 or half of the number? It's 10 or half the damage, whichever is higher. And you said would have been you want to take full damage, so 22. Uh, for a con save of that level, I don't think I could make that at all, because my okay. con bonus is 1. Okay, now if your con bonus is 1... I would have to crit. Wait, is your con bonus a 1 or a 2? It's a 2. Okay, well then let's roll that right now then. Let's see if you crit on that save. No, I rolled a 12. Okay. So, Elizabeth, without her breath weapon, uh, is instead just going to make a few different attacks. Let's see, this is a bite and two claw attacks. 
I think first it's going to be a claw into the darkness of where Vale vanished with disadvantage. Just going to try to slam a foot down into it. Ooh, that might hit. Does a 21 hit? A might hit, Scott? Yeah, 21 is going to hit. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and shield that. It's not going to hit. You know shield? Yes, it's a shield of shadow, really. And being in the darkness, the darkness just like solidifies around me. (laughs) Nice. So her claw comes down and you just see it grasp onto the outside of this darkness ball. Just (laughs) tries to slam through. Turning away from that, she's going to use her other claw to try to smash Darvin. Okay, how about a 26, Darvin? Yes. All right. Oh, minimum damage. Great. Great. That is eight slashing damage, Darvin. And then she's going to try to bite you. You're going to hear bones creak as she stretches her neck down, gets her head right next to you. Ow. That is a 27 to hit. Yes. Dragons, man. Dragons. Brutal. Darvin, that's 21 damage. A mixture of piercing and acid. Ow. Arnis, I'm now down to 22. Yeah, that's all she can do at the moment. Up next, Iolana. Iolana is going to use their ice spike ability. Sounds painful. Hurl a moat of ice at a creature within 120 feet. Creature must make a deck save. On a failed save, it's going to take 6d8 cold damage. Okay. Or on a successful save, it takes half. A 17? Damn you, Scott. By one, that's going to save. All right. Give me that half damage. Okay. So before the half, it's 18. Okay. And then for Mm -hmm. their move action, they're going to... Ioana is going to run her full speed, which is 30 feet. And then Mm -hmm. while she's doing it, she's going to use one side point to wind step which lets her fly up up to 20 feet for each point spent as part of the move. So it's like a move ability mm-hmm. to land right at the edge of the, like inside the darkness. So like their whole plan is like safer in the darkness, run in that way to land inside it. Okay. So you're in the darkness with a uh, veil now. Yeah. Sounds good. Aranus, you've gotten yourself a little bit more health. What would you like to do? Um, remember the next wisdom save. Oh, that's right. Yes. Right. Darvin, you're right up next to her. Yes. They all are. (laughs) Vail and Elon are just in darkness, but they're all right up next to her. Oh, God. I guess I should have used my movement to get out of there. No, it's actually probably safer to be right up next to her. Harder to acid blast you if you're standing literally in her wake. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery while I'm like literally running up to stand next to Darvin. What? I was just saying, do you have anything bigger than Vicious Mockery? To- That's a wisdom save? I don't know. But yes, I do want to mention, Aranis, that Darwin is 45 feet away. Oh. Oh, crap. How far am I from her? Sorry. Darwin's 40 feet away. You're 45 feet away from Ezabeth. Okay. I go by maximum movement, which is 30 feet. Mm-hmm. So Darwin's just 10 feet ahead of you now. And I cast Tasha's Hideous Laughter on her. Jesus. Really? Yes. Really. Okay. Make a wisdom save. <laughs> you know, thank goodness for this legendary resistance that I'm probably going to have to use here. 
definitely going to have to use here because that disadvantage was a sub 10 number. So as you're casting this hideous laughter spell, Ezebeth, rather than succumb to your power, forces herself, forces her mind to fight it off. Anything else? No, there's nothing else I can do. Then Vale, it's your turn. Sorry. Sorry. I know how bad Tasha's hideous laughter is. She does too. So if she can avoid it, she will. I'm going to stab her and I have advantage in the darkness. Mm-hmm. 20 to hit. That'll hit. Cool. Yo. Oh, that's much better that time. Okay. 32 damage. It is uh, mm. all from my blade that does psychic damage. Oof. You stab into her side then for a lot of damage. Anything else? No, I'm good. Okay. Darvin. Yeesh. The battle rages on. What would you like to do? Attack. All right, go for it, buddy. Okay, first with the leg sword. Mm-hmm. 16. That's not going to hit. Okay, second leg sword. 19. That'll hit. Nice. 13 damage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then I will flurry again. Let's do it. Because dragon. First punch. Duh. After we roll that, that died in work, right? 23. That'll hit. Nice. Nine damage. Okay. Okay. Second. Ooh, that's an 11. That's not going to hit. No. I figured. Okay. Well, that brings us back to Ezebeth, who needs to see if she recharges her breath weapon. As much as I wanted her to, she does not. So right now, up next to her, there's Iolana, Vale, and Darvin. So that's one attack for each of you. Iolana, you're still in the darkness, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. She's going to slam a claw down at you. No, that is going to fail. That is definitely, definitely going to fail. Yay! Her claw slams down right in the middle between you and Vale. And from there, she's going to sweep it and attempt to catch Vale with it. Ooh, Vale, that is a 20. I will shield that also. God. How many more slots do you have? Uh, two. Okay. You see the claws coming at you through the darkness and shield at the last moment. and They scrape up over the shield. And then she's going to try to bite Darvin. Darvin, that's a 17 to hit. <laughs> yeah, that'll hit. <sighs> Just I got you. barely. I got you. Don't worry, I'm coming. Okay. That is 17 damage. Ouch. Mixture of piercing and acid. Okay. You still up? Down to five. That's a scary number. Right? And after she bites you, it pulls her head back, and you can hear the bone scraping, and you see flecks of it flying off of her as she's moving. She's going to say to the group of you, if you've gone all that way just to die here, you're throwing your lives away. That's a desperation line if I ever heard one. Tell everybody to stand down, and maybe we can talk. If not, don't need you alive that badly. Just like you didn't need Serena that badly? Mm, mm, Darn with the burns. <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, Darwin. I love it. And I thought her acid was the thing that burned. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Oh, you got me good. Got me good there. <sighs> um, Ilana. Iolana is going to use their her bonus action to hone the blade. 
and spend seven psi points as a bonus action to mm-hmm. increase my attack and damage bonus by four. Okay. I like it. And then I- I'll need to step out of the darkness to attack. Mm-hmm. And I will do just that. I will attack. Okay. And I rolled an 18. So that's a 29 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Sweet. Uh, we go 2d8 psychic damage plus 7. 17 psychic damage. Mm. Mm, very nice. Very nice. And your psychic blade passes through her side, stabbing into her mind. Anything else, Yolanda? Uh, that's it. That's my turn. Are you staying out there out of the darkness? Well, going back into the darkness. Oh, no, because she's that large, I wouldn't be moving away from her. So, no, I'm not. I'm going back into the darkness. Okay. That's why I asked. Yeah. Up next, Aranis. I'm running the rest of the way next to Darwin and healing him. Okay. Nice. Once again, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds at level three. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Fucking hell. It's an eight and two ones. So 10? That's more than that. It's 15. Mm, Better than it was. But, I mean, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Okay. Anything else, Aranis? No. I'm just going to remind Vale that they've got Bardic Inspiration. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I haven't needed it yet. (laughs) I'm still inspirational. Right? Like, I have inspired you. Okay. After Aranis is Vale. Vale's going to attack with the Shadow Blade again. Okay. Their advantage. 23 to hit. That'll hit. Sweet. I'm just going to use all these that I used last time because they did me so well last time. 33 damage. Okay. And that's all I'm going to do. It's all I can do. Okay. Well then, before Darwin's turn, Elizabeth is going to use one of her special actions here. She's going to use her wing attack. It does not feel pleasant for her, with all of this withering, to attempt this, but she beats her wings with such force that all of you can feel the wind pushing you back and pushing you down. So, everybody make a dexterity saving throw, because you're all right up next to her. You're all right there. All right. Aranis. 16. Vale. 24. Darvin. 27. Iolana. 14. Hmm. Okay. Well, Darwin and Vale, you won't be taking any damage. Nice. Ilana and Arnis, you're going to be taking 12 bludgeoning damage and be knocked prone. Right. And as she bats her wings and is slamming them down, you can see her body lift up off the ground for a moment. She gets no more than five feet off before her muscles simply can't sustain it. And her feet crashed back down into the ground, and she lets out a roar. Ah. Darvin, it's your turn. Attack. Go for it. Okay, first with leg sword. That's a 14. That's not going to hit. I figured. Second leg sword. Mm-hmm. 22. That'll hit. Nice. 12 damage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I will flurry. Cut a nice big line through one of her scales. Nice. Go punch. Flurry, you ready? Mm-hmm. I figure if it's a dragon, I should always flurry. Uh, the first one is 26. That'll hit. For nine damage. Mm-hmm. And the second... Ooh, that's a 28. 
Oh, yeah, that's going to hit. For 10 damage. Okay. Man, as you're punching into her, you see bone cracking, shards of it flying off, and she she looks woozy. She's going to try to recharge her breath weapon. Oh, God. She does not. Oh, thank God. God, y'all are so lucky. She's going to slam one claw down into the darkness again against, well, she doesn't know who, because there's two of you in there. So I'll just roll to see which one of you is going to target. Uh, Vale will be high. Yolanda will be low. Vale. Cool. This claw comes sweeping into the darkness at you. 17 to hit. Man, you got to tie my AC like that? That ain't cool. Yeah. Seeing as the way the descriptions have been going, that she doesn't sound so well, I will go ahead and I will shield that also. Okay. And then she's going to claw at Aranus. She's going to reach one leg out and just roll a 28 to hit. Motherfucker. I can't even shield that and make it go away. So go ahead. Kill me. Do it. Make it quick. Her claws aren't as strong as her mouth. That's 11 slashing damage. Just back under 20. And then she's going to try to bite Darvin. Yeah. Oh, that is a 14 on the die. <sighs> so That's a 14 on the die. Yeah. What's your what's your die size again for cutting words? Cutting yeah, there uh, we go. That's a cutting words. That's a D8. Mm. <laughs> You'd have to roll pretty high, right? I think so. I don't know what Darwin's AC is, so I don't even know if this can work, but I'll leave that up to you to decide. She's a dragon. She's very strong. She hits very hard. I mean... My mod's higher than that. Hers has to be. I mean, higher than the difference. I mean, like, my spellcasting bonus is plus nine. My AC is 17, but we don't know what her... I mean, I I have to roll probably a seven or an eight. Right. Which seems... Seems like it's not gonna happen. Agree. Not the way I'm rolling. I do nothing. Okay. Uselessly. <laughs> it's all right. After hearing Darwin's AC, you could not have succeeded. Yeah. We were right. Because that comes out to a 25 to hit Darwin. Ouch. Yeah, even if you had hit eight, that's still would have tied. How much health do you have left? 20. Ooh. Ooh. Is Darwin going to get eaten here? Oh, shit. Sounds like. Mm. Yep. Elizabeth swoops her mouth down and snatches Darwin up off the ground. Darwin, you take 22 points of damage, piercing and acid, and she just starts trying to swallow you. Oh my god. Wow. So you are unconscious and in a mouth. In a dragon mouth. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth says, if you want to see him alive again, he will stand down. I, 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 I don't know what you want. You want us to stop the withering? I don't have a way to do that. I don't know how. I wanted you to answer my questions, but then you started attacking me. So we could just go back to that. Let's be really clear. Your chick back here, whom you killed, put her hands on me first. So So, then it's okay if I eat your friend. Got it. No, 
I, he attacked me first. I just want to be really clear about who started this shit, because it wasn't us. You did that. She did that. But good God, what do you want from me? You want information about the other side? There's a shit ton of dead people there. You're welcome. You clearly know something about bringing people back, with or without bodies. So we could start with that. You can't bring anybody back without a body. That's not a lie. That's the truth, as far as I know it. You have to have a physical body. You can put other things in it, but you have to. <laughs> it's not deception. You need a body. Okay. Um, Ilana, it would be your turn next if you want to continue this attack or if you think it's time for uh, bargaining. I would really not like Darwin to get eaten. We don't know for sure that I can die. No, but I don't really want to take the risk either. Huh. I'm, I'm chill with not taking that chance. Are you telling the rest of the group to stand down in this conversation where you're yelling at the dragon? Can you see Darvin from where you are? Like, can, did you see him get eaten? We're both standing in darkness that Iolana can't see out of. Yeah. When Iolana pops back out, I think it would be pretty obvious yeah. Darvin's gone. But Then at some point in my rant to Elizabeth, I also say something about, like, if you want to talk, fine, but you got to let my friend out of your mouth first and let me fix him. Mm -hmm. She says... If you all stand down, I will unleash your friend. So, Iolana. Iolana will step out of the darkness, and they're just going to take a defensive stance as their action. Okay. And use their okay. bonus action to parry, which is an ability that I have. So, I'm doubly defending here. Hmm. Aranis, this is your turn. You don't have to do anything. You've already kind of started the uh, negotiations. But if there's something you do want to do. I'm literally just waiting for Darwin to come to me. And as soon as okay. I have a Darwin where I can <laughs> cast some sort of healing, I'm going to cast healing. Okay. Even if it's just healing word. Can I like ready that action for as soon as he's out of the mouth? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. of course you can. Then I would like to do that. Okay. <laughs> Vale. Vale steps out of the darkness also and stands... And takes the defend action also. Okay. Darvin. Yes. Darvin, Darvin, Darvin. It has been so long since you've dropped below zero hit points. Do you still have that sheet that I gave you? Probably. Which sheet? Something about Coram's avatar. Ah, yes. Sorry. Advocate. The undying, the deathless. Coram's advocate. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. I'm just seeing if there's anything that comes into play on the first one. Oh, wait. I have the card that says attaching body parts. There's that one. That's a different thing. Oh, I got it. The Undying, the Deathless Quorum's Advocate Acolyte. Yeah. Got it. That one. Forgot I had this. <laughs> you should really take a look at that. Okay. But yeah, it doesn't look like anything good happens on the first saving throw. Uh, there's something if you roll a one on a death saving throw. There we go. So this may come into effect. All right. So, Darwin, let's roll a death saving throw. <laughs> okay. Ready? Yes. I have still not understood all of the card. Is that okay? That, that's fine. That's fine. There's only like two things on here that would come into effect if you roll a one. Anything okay. else isn't really going to matter. I rolled an eight. Okay. That would be a fail, but nothing happens on your first fail. 
there is something if you roll a one or you get three or more failures accumulated. But on the first one, nothing bad's going to happen. I will read the card. Okay. And then on Elizabeth's turn, she stares at the three of you very suspiciously, lowers her head down and just kind of... And Darwin's body comes sliding out on a mixture of dragon saliva and acid. Tingly to the touch, but not painful. And Arnus runs up. I cast Cure Wounds. Okay. How much health does Darwin get? At this point, I just want to make it so he's like not dying. So I'm just going to cast it a level one, and then we can go from there. Okay. So you're going to get 11 hit points. Nice. Just so you don't have to make death saves anymore. Thank you. Darwin wakes up covered in dragon saliva. Something tells me this is not the first time he's been covered in saliva of some kind. <laughs> I think this happened with Vizcara mm-hmm. as well. Not this exact thing, but I think you got sloppy. I guess it's just his kink. <laughs> mm. Okay. Darwin is out. Darwin has some health. He's coming to again. Elizabeth takes a deep breath, deep sigh. <sighs> So anybody, you say then, is that right? Well, I mean, not exactly sure what you're, what are you, what are you asking exactly? You can bring people back through the portal as long as you have a body to put them in. Is that right? Or did I miss here? I mean, if you want to be really didactic about it, sure. That's, that's all you need. At this, Vale will speak up and say, yes, it's quite simple. All you have to do is go through the portal and dig down in the snow until you land in Coram's realm. Find a body you want to bring across and then come back. It's that simple. Mm. That is excellent information. He's not even going to make me roll deception. Nice. <laughs> that's, that's true. Except that it's not that easy. You have to, like, if you want to get back, you have to find a way back. You can't just... Oh, well, yeah. But you're not exactly lying. It's not a lie. You're withholding information. It's just a gross... It's an It's a gross oversimplification. (laughs) (laughs) Besides, that's why you send monkeys into space first. Sorry. Yeah, there there are other people who can go and do that sort of business. Elizabeth's probably not getting down into the well of departure. Anyways, it's, it's a little cramped. But that's neither here nor there. Very good. Hmm. With uh, only minimal bloodshed. Is this how you always negotiate? God, I feel like the only reason she's talking to us is because we almost had her dead. Who was, who was negotiating when you said you were going to interrogate me? That's not negotiating. You ended the negotiations when you started the interrogation. All interrogations are negotiations. Some are just a little bit more civil than others. God, someday someone's going to put you in your place, lady, and I just hope I'm there for it. All right, so I told you what you wanted to know. Where's Akiri? Yes, of course. Akiri has returned to his island. Apparently, uh, he needed some distraction. After waiting for you for so long, and being here with, well... All of the withering was just a bit too much for him. So he retreated to his opulence. So how do we get there? <sighs> well, you could simply just walk out to the island, but you would have a, a column of water to ascend. 
Don't know how you feel about that. Some of the brave and, well, some of the brave are foolish have tried to navigate the waters in the air, some with more success than others. Or if you have anybody who could fly who'd be willing to take you, of course that would work. Is that sufficient? Yeah, you pretty much told us everything we already knew. Cool. Well, you didn't know he was on the island. No, but we guessed it. Uh, all right, people, I'm open. Thoughts? <laughs> Is there any other information you wish to divulge while you're here? Are you kidding me? What else could you possibly want to know? It never hurts to ask. You're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Fight's over for two seconds and Arnis is back to insulting the biggest motherfucker in the room. (laughs) I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not sorry, but like, I'm sorry. So bad. <laughs> huh? Anything that you would wish to share? Anything that might be to our interest? But if you're satisfied, then by all means, see yourselves out. Jefferson won't try to stop you. Oh, goody. And by all means, find your friends if they're still alive. What do I care? God, she's such a fucking bully. Yeah. I think that's what drives me so nuts about her personally, is she's such a bully. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Professional bully. Okay. What do you want to do? I'm good to leave, but I have no idea how we're going to get onto that island. You've got options. None of which I like. How tall is the column of water? You just ask that. I want to say it was at least like 100 feet last time I said. Damn. We could tie two bits of rope together and Iolana could fly them up there, right? She can fly, kind of. That is a potential option. And then just like hang on to them and then we could like climb the rope, maybe? (laughs) That is certainly an option. So, uh, Darvin, you're good to leave also? Yeah. Okay, because like I need a moment because Fail's not ready to just walk away here, but needs to be convinced to walk away. I I mean, I'm good to leave because we said we would. Mm -hmm. That's all. I'm not happy about it, but... So... Darwin, Aranis, and Eolana turn to leave, and Vale's just standing there, like staring at Ezabeth or something. Yeah, like clearly locked in in a hole. Like you don't just walk away from a fight. They're not used to this. They've not walked away from a fight in a very long time, mm-hmm. especially from someone who's been like this. Ezabeth will hold that stare. She's not trying to be intimidating. Just like a, I see what you're doing, and I'm gonna look right back at you. She's not swearing an oath of vengeance or anything, but just very aware. Iolana is going to walk up to Vale and just kind of like do that thing where like you grab someone's arm and you put your back to the other person and just kind of whisper into her ear. Iolana uh, is going to whisper into Vale's ear. Look at her. She's not long for this world. You can come back after she's dead and finish her. Make the smart choice. Mm-hmm. And that'll kind of like snap Vale out. And they kind of wave off their shadow arm and turn and walk away. Ooh. Iolana did exactly what I was about to do. <laughs> Except much more privately than I was about to do it. <laughs> I was about to <laughs> shout at you. Dude, she's like three quarters dead and so are we. Let's just go. <laughs> Luckily, didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So you all walk back out of the Driftwood house, past Jefferson, who just watches you leave. 
You're back in the town of Capris with an island just off shore, just a short ways away. Unclear exactly how it is you plan on getting there. But in any case, battered and bruised and just a little salivated, you emerge from the Driftwood House with your sights set on the Glamour Island in search of a Kiri and hopefully more answers. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello and Sierra Jones. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Phoenix Bryan. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. As always, we want to thank Vanessa Blockland for our podcast art. You can find more of her work on Twitter at Art by Vanessa B. And thanks to Daryl Dibber Reckonos for creating our theme music. You can find more of his music at dibbermusic.com and on Twitter at dibbermusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrim.